Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network, we are the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com. Liner, going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. What do I, how do I start this thing? <laughs> Just it, like that. Is Just it welcome, like that. <laughs> is it welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions? Yes. Is that what it is? But we should play this. <laughs> welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods. Burn Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. Yeah! Woo! And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And together we make the podcast of champions talking all things Pac-12 football, maybe a little Pac-12 round ball, an Olympic sport, David Woods, because we, well, half of we are here in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 basketball tournament. Ryan, please take everyone through where you are recording right now. Uh, I am recording uh, in the New York, New York Hotel, which is the media hotel for the the, uh, Uh Pac-12. Localize it even more for us. Uh, I'm in on the meeting room level where it's supposed to be somewhat quiet because mm-hmm. uh, my roommate Shotgun Spratling was basically up all night writing and keeping me up. So I've got like four hours of sleep, but he's sleeping in the room. So I'm trying to be nice. And I'm in a hallway where there are people walking to meetings or walking to other places. Uh, the Oregon dance team was like kind of going through the routines in the hallway. So I tried to find a quiet little nook, but there might be some people walking by every once in a while. Uh-huh. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, right. I'm getting crystal clear audio of whoever keeps opening a door and closing it. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is par for the course here for the podcast of champions. I just did an episode of the No Truck Stops podcast, like, in their room. They had a nice little audio set up for multiple people. <laughs> so it's probably going to sound the, – the guest appearance I did, like, an hour ago will sound better than the show that I do. Uh, I've never heard of that show. Is it good? Uh, no, it's pretty terrible, but you know, it's like, it's like charity work, you know, just like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, you got to help out the kids. They were super nice though. They're, they're cool, uh, to, to go on there. And if you want to send us an email or anything, you want to like talk about stuff here on the podcast of champions, you can email us pack to podcast at gmail.com and call or text us at four, two, four, five, three, two, zero, six, seven, eight. Uh, no voicemails or stuff today because I am remote and I do all that stuff. Uh, Twitter's at pack to podcast. And the website is packvillepodcast.com. If you have the Apple Podcasting app, please follow us and rate us with a five-star rating. You can trash us in the reviews, but just leave us five stars and we will read it. And I don't know if we have any new ones, David. We've got two new ones. I'm, oh, nice. I'm still getting used to your very subdued uh, general demeanor right now, which I think is a combination of you yeah. being uh, sleep-deprived, maybe like a tiny bit hungover, and also you being in a public place. Um, it's a, it's an interesting thing to listen to. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm in a hallway. I guess I could just be loud. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, you could just be super obnoxious. It is noon. I mean, who cares? Uh, yeah, I, I get to recall the, the re, re, recap the story from you being here last year, which you should be here right now, by the way. True. I'll, I'll recap my first night uh, later on the show. But yeah, what, what's our uh, what's our reviews? We've got two. Uh, one is from the fourth seed. It's a five star review. Subject line: My stinking thumbs. Uh, we've got um, a smelly thumb issue, it seems like. Uh, mm. I tried to give a five-star review, but my fat thumbs hit the one star, and I don't know how to undo it. Although that's the rating Ryan, of the worst analogies ever, and Dave, the rambling wreck from commie tech, probably deserve. The good news is that with two-thirds of the national championships going to the Big Ten, they can still broadcast under the moniker Podcast of Champions. P.S. Please delete the bad rating I mistakenly hit. I really like these two. Wonderful chemistry between them. We can't delete anything, fourth seed. So um, I guess just come, keep coming back and uh, hitting five stars over and over again. Did he really leave a one star? I don't know. It's hard to okay. see. Uh, he, he left a five-star review, but uh, what, he could have left a review without a rating, too. Or oh, I got you. A review. This is from Fight On Raul, uh, five-star. Fight on forever. Uh, the podcast of champions is like a tailgate party for Pac-12 football fans, full of expert analysis, hilarious banter, and plenty of beer. Hosts David Woods and Ryan Abraham bring their A-game each week, delivering insightful commentary and up-to-date news that keeps fans coming back for more. What sets the podcast of champions apart is its no-holds-barred approach to covering Pac-12 football. David and Ryan aren't afraid to call out bad plays or questionable coaching decisions, and their hot takes are as spicy as a jalapeno popper. But don't let their hard-hitting analysis fool you. David and Ryan are also hilarious. Their chemistry is electric, and they keep the conversation lively and entertaining with their witty banter and playful jabs. Overall, the Podcast of Champions is a must-listen for any Pac-12 football fan who wants expert analysis and hilarious commentary. With its infectious energy, top-notch analysis, and great sense of humor, it's no wonder why this podcast has become one of the most beloved college football podcasts out there. So grab a cold one and join the party. The Podcast of Champions is waiting for you. Two notes, Ryan. One, yeah. I was waiting for the punchline. And Me two, too. what show are they listening to? <laughs> I think he nailed it. I think that's yeah. us. <laughs> really nailed but it. But I was waiting for the punchline. I was waiting for the except, you know, or bust or, 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 uh, or, oh, shit, I saw uh, this was supposed to be a review for X podcast. Yeah, like, oh, this isn't Contano and Wilner? Damn. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that was just My, a very nice review from Raul, and we don't take uh, compliments well. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Raul. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm, Dave doesn't, but I do, uh, just to be clear. Um, thank you for that. I wanted to also thank our sponsor, David. Uh, my bookie is back for March Madness. Remember the promo code? It's PAC12. So if you want to get in there, make some money, because we got the first round of the NCAA tournament coming up, second round, first weekend. It's always awesome. You can get started with my bookie. Use the promo code PAC12, and you can get a deposit bonus up to – 1,000 smackers. So grab your extra funds now, and for a limited time, claim a free entry into a $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at big money. If you're not the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, or if you are the type of guy that likes to do that, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So again, promo code PAC12. Thanks to my bookie for jumping in on the March Madness. Madness. And uh, that's why we got to talk a little basketball today, David, too. 
We got to talk a ton of basketball. You want to know no why? Ton. No ton. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because nothing is happening elsewise. There's, there's, there's stuff nothing. happening. There's can I nothing. Brian, there's you my... nothing. You're going to talk to me about spring ball. Don't no, do it. talk about Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Vegas. So tell everyone why you're not here, first of all. I have two small children. Ugh. But you had two small children last year. That's true. Um, it's okay. They didn't get uh, smaller. They got bigger. So I don't know. It that's true. a lot of sense. I love me some Las Vegas, but not having my partner in crime, not having David Woods by my side has been a little bit of a bummer. Uh, shotgun flew in and uh, we covered spring practice on Wednesday and then Thursday morning. Uh, he covered like a baseball game or something too, but then we drove here to Vegas. Good time. Made it here. It was a lot of fun. Um, get here about, I don't know, 2.30 or so. Uh, check in the hotel. Go pick up our credentials. Go check out the arena a little bit. Um, but I was here like pretty much working until, I don't know, like one in the morning when by the time we leave the, the arena because USC played in the late game. I was here for almost like 12 hours without drinking or gambling. It made me really upset. And I didn't have my partner here to yeah, go out. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's very sad that we weren't there to um, stay up till 530 in the morning. Or actually later than that. We, we, we stayed up until 11 in the morning. Or was it 11 <laughs> or 9? Do, do, do we go to get brunch at 9? We went and, to get brunch at 9 and then went to bed-ish for like 11. an hour and a half to two hours. Okay, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. Um, that was a tough one. Tough day. Tough day. Tough yeah. day. Not at all brought on ourselves. Um, it was caused by outside forces. Certainly. Yeah. Not. Yesterday, so I was up probably 23 hours yesterday because I had an early workout, so I was up at like a little after five, and then went to got to get to bed like four ish. Yeah. Uh, gambled with shotgun a little bit. Uh, I had like broke even. He won a little. He won some money. That I was playing by myself for a while, like you're, you know the guy at two in the morning who's at the blackjack table by himself. Jeez. Um, I was that. You're for a while. you're painting you're painting a vivid portrait of a absolutely awful Vegas trip right now. No, no, it's good. I mean, it was good. Uh, it's one of those times when you know you just aren't getting cards. You keep getting fifteen and sixteens, but somehow you keep like surviving. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you hit that double every once in a while. And like, I was down to like my last bet at yeah. that table. I don't know, many, many times. And then I came back and just, just kept doubling my bet. I was winning and then I ended up, you know, winning some money at the table. And then I just, as soon as I lost the hand, I just walked away. I was like, that was like stealing. I was like, I just walked away. Like I, I had crap cards and somehow I still won. I felt pretty good about it, David. And then had a couple drinks, went to bed, just nothing that crazy. Like we did last year. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Yeah, I was talking to Ben Bolch this morning on the broadcast. Oh, um, nice. And that was, uh, you know, he 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 joined us on that first night um, into the uh, into the uh, wee hours. Um, he's also staying. Uh, remember last time he stayed like thirty minutes away off the strip. He's doing that again. What? Bizarre. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Why does anybody do that? Anyway, um, I'm not there. That's sad for me. You're there. And you're watching basketball. How does it feel? I am. Uh, this is uh, this is your first uh, uh, first time you've watched basketball this season uh, since no. the last Pac-12 tournament. No, I went to Poly Pavilion. <laughs> I saw USC and UCLA play. You weren't there. Sure. Uh, I went to a couple of USC games and I went to Poly for the USC UCLA game. Uh, yeah, no, I got to check out a little bit of um, uh, Oregon. I think it was Oregon. Washington State, and then wow, wow, what a memory on you! Yeah, and then uh, Stanford played Arizona, 
there's so Arizona, I'm not familiar with them. So they're like like kind of a red school. Apparently Correct. their fans are big into the basketball thingy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of them like everywhere. Like if you're trying to go somewhere, New York, New York is like basically right across the street from or not even the street, but from T Mobile Arena where they're playing. Uh, a lot of people are staying here at Park MGM. It's all kind of this complex. There's bars outside. It's kind of cool to walk around. If you are like, don't go anywhere. Like, stay in your room and sleep. If it's like the hour before Arizona's going to play or the hour afterwards, because you can't go anywhere during that time before and after the game because there's Arizona fans everywhere. And they do this thing. I don't know if you ever heard it, Dave. They go. They, they, it's basically like screaming out the name of their school, but just the initials. They say U of A. They do it real loud, like all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you would enjoy it. I think you would. Yeah, like no, it. it's one of my favorite sounds in all college basketball. It's right there with the Gator Chomp. Um, I don't have trauma associated with either one, and so I okay. thank you for bringing it up. But there are a lot of Arizona people here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very much Tucson North up there uh, during the Pac-12 tournament. They get uh, a crazy uh, home crowd environment in uh, in Vegas. They had it last year too. Uh, no, they were yeah, there was a lot of them. But you don't remember any of last year, um, which is fine. There was yeah. some basketball. Uh, it was kind of chalky though, so like it looked like, you know, like Colorado was playing well for a while, and then like UCLA like pulls away. Um, you know, like you see, you know, Oregon wins, Arizona wins. And then the last game where, you know, USC was the chalk, they were number three seed. It's eight, nothing like before you even like turn around and, uh, USC just never could recover from that. They just were, you know, Arizona, they played Arizona state, uh, last week at the Galen center and Arizona state shot like 20% from three. And then they were just bombing. I think they had like 14 threes or something in this game. Uh, USC kept turning the ball over. They just looked like they were not, uh, they were not there. It was like they didn't show up. So, well, it was uh, a very, so it was, it was a generous gift from USC in the second year. Uh, you know, they've only got two years remaining in the league. Uh, this was, you know, second to last and they'll have one more, but it was a generous gift to the league from USC because this win may have thrust Arizona state into the NCAA tournament field. So true. Yeah. USC, for the first time in decades, did right by the Pac-12 conference. Yeah, and it looks like USC is probably still going to make it in. Maybe, um, yeah, probably. They're they're, they're 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 still pretty much in every major bracket projection. I think Lenardi had them go up from a ten to a nine somehow after losing the game, but um, it it, it might have been different if they lost like Oregon State, like if Oregon State had won. But they had already beat Arizona State twice, so I don't know if it's going to hurt him that much. Andy Enfield was pretty emotional uh, afterwards, and, you know, he didn't want to, like, give his resume. He's like, I'm not going to, like, give my pitch for why, but then he gave his pitch for why. Um, I was really, like, um, Bobby Hurley, there was a, I think it may be just because Arizona's here. There's a lot of Arizona media here. Like, that media room was full when uh, Hurley and the players were in there uh, for Arizona State, so... Um, I guess it'd be the rubber match tonight with Arizona state and Arizona. So I think I might check that one out unless I like get drunk somewhere or something, but I, I'm trying to go over the arena and watch the, watch the semifinals. I don't know if I'm going to do the finals. We'll see. I might, but, um, we, I had fun last year watching like the, you know, USC lost in the semis to UCLA, but, the I've got a we, great idea for you. I got a great, plan. yeah, what should I do? get drunk and then go to the games. Oh, credential it up and then go in. Yeah. I've, like I've, I've been drunk with a credential before. 
<laughs> the pillar of professionalism. I mean, I was a college yeah. student at the time, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but I'll check it out. The environment is good. And um, it's funny, the the uh, No Truck Stops guys asked me if you just for a, like a general fan that's not going to watch their team, would you rather go to Vegas for the football championship or basketball? And I think just the multiple day aspect of the basketball thing and um you know, football was fun and it was a great time. But like if your team's not in it, I don't know if you care as much like that all the teams get involved and that you can go to four games on Wednesday, four games on Thursday, two games on, you know, Friday and a game on Saturday. Um, I think it's cool. Now, they're they're late. Like, you know, you're there. You're there late. I mean, I would, we didn't leave the arena until after midnight, you know, doing our work after the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if you would agree, but I think. Even me not being a basketball guy, like I think the basketball thing was more. Um, it's just there's more more stuff to do. I think you you know fans will get more involved with that. Nothing beats a tournament. Like yeah. it's it's just always from the time I was a kid and like going to like my sister's softball tournaments and it would be like a day long of just games and you see like all the different teams and all the different parents and all that kind of stuff. But right. then you go to like one of these things and it's like all the different fan bases, all of them like talking shit to each other. Like it's so many cool things going on. And it's it, it's it's not just like this tournament, though, being in Vegas is very cool and the whole thing. But like if you ever go to a final four, there's nothing cooler than like San Antonio final four in 2008 walking down the river walk and there'd be like. UCLA bar over here, Kansas bar over here, UNC bar over here, and just all of them just like madhouse party places. Um, and people just, you know, coming together around their teams and all that kind of stuff. But it's many different fan bases. It's not just two teams in one location. And when you have some yeah. Pac-12 tournament, like the first two days of that, you've got, you know, eight teams by the second day who are still in it, um, you know, and I actually liked it a little bit more the first couple years when they were doing it at MGM. Uh, they had it at the MGM Garden Arena. Okay. Uh, because then it was like just people like cruising through the casino down to the down to the games, and a lot of them were staying at the MGM. Um, and it was like kind of a dinkier arena, like it wasn't as you know nice as uh, T-Mobile or whatever it is. Uh, but it was I don't know that was kind of a cooler thing because everyone was just kind of walking around and, and hanging out in the same area. You're getting uh, that here too, I think. You know, there's New York, New York, like all you see the, all the bands and the dance teams and stuff like and there's other tournaments here, too. Like the the GCU dance team just walked by me while we we're talking here now. Like there's other, you know, all different conferences have their tournaments here. But the, the for the Pac-12 one, that whole courtyard outside of T-Mobile, uh, there's all kinds of bars and restaurants and stuff. And, uh, you know, walk, you see people walking through the lobby here in New York, New York or Park MGM. These ones that are all kind of connected. So you get a little you get a feeling of that, too. But. MGM's just a big one, you know, so if you're just there, like, it's, you know, a connected arena. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, I like that where you get the intermingling of all these different fans. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. So what else are we talking about today? Are we talking about more basketball? What are we doing? Uh, um, well, what we got to talk about. We got Chip Kelly getting a contract extension. Oh, right. Big news. Big Not news. the one that I wanted. Breaking uh, news. Bow, 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 bow. Not the one uh, that I wanted, but it was uh, it's a big one, right? Yeah, it's sort of the same deal as the last one. So they added years um, and added some money, which if you know anything about Regent rules for UCLA, it's a good idea to always add to the base salary. 
So he's going to make a little over $6 million in the next four years, um, which is great. Uh, they need that to set up for whoever the next guy's going to be. Um, and the buyout really didn't adjust too much. Um, so by 2025, if they want to fire him, it'll cost $0. Uh, 2024, it'll cost like 4 or $5 million. And next year, if they want to fire him at the end of the year, it'll be like, I think it's like 10 something like that. Which okay. following buyouts for uh, college coaches in the last decade, that's all really manageable. Like that's yeah. all totally good. So um, it's the right thing to do. Like you want to continue to up the money and you, you've got to, if you're not going to fire a guy, you need to give him some job security um, for recruiting purposes. Um, and it's still very manageable if he, you know, turns back into a pumpkin the next two years to fire him. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're getting a lot of trolling when anything like this comes up. People are tweeting at you. Chip Kelly extension. Got to leave, you know, emergency podcast episode and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then um, the other thing, a lot of people picked up my report about Utah and Colorado. Uh, yes. You know, Dennis Dodds, Dennis Dodd, uh, you know, cited me. Um, all these people are just saying, oh, Dave Woods from the podcast of champions reported uh, Utah and Colorado are leaving. So it's it's cool. Um, you know, it was I'm funny. Like there's, now. there's a little buzz, right? Like there was a meeting between the Colorado board or whatever, like, you know, there's, there's definitely some buzz and there's, it's funny, which it just depends on which reporter you're listening to. If it's, you know, Wilner Canzano, you're hearing like everything's going to stay together. If it's someone from a reporter from Texas, you're hearing like the PAC 12 is busting apart, you know, but the fact that Colorado had some sort of meeting, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Have you yeah. heard from your source? No, no, I haven't heard from my friend of a friend. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, why follow? Why follow up with something like that? What well, doesn't mean? No, much, no, right? I'm not a reporter. <laughs> Barely. Um, no. Uh, I mean, the thing is, there's there's continues to be this like constant chirping about the Arizona's, Utah, and Colorado. Uh, Utah's AD Mark Harlan actually tweeted, I think it was this morning. Uh, it, was basically last, saying, it was last night. Yeah. Last night, basically saying, "Come on, stop with this." Um, he said, to, "I'll quote him: Give me a break." Yeah, that, that's after uh, Dennis Dodd tweeted, "Big Twelve readies to pounce." Well, Dodd, Dodd has posted basically the same story like three or four times in the last week. Yeah, um, all basically that same thing. Where it's no real news. It's just essentially probably Big Twelve people telling him hey we're gonna we're really looking at him now um and he keeps posting the same thing um and it's interesting for harlan to say that because harlan is you know the ad of one of the schools that is uh right. theoretically getting poached um so it's all you know i mean there's obviously a lot of noise a lot of uh a lot of uh smoke here um we'll see i mean at this point uh this would have been an interesting time for Klyavkov to announce something. Uh, he's chosen to go basically radio silent this week uh, at the Pac-12. Yeah, he's not, he's not speaking. Um, Shotgun like had lunch like sitting next to him, but it was a full table. He didn't get to say anything to him. But yeah, it doesn't look like he's saying anything about this right now. He didn't do any. He didn't address the media, which usually they do. You know, the conference commissioner will do that. Uh, he didn't do that this week. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll we'll. I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, there, you know, with no imminent announcement from any of these schools, I mean, at this point, do you just wait and see if he can deliver something by the end of this month? 
I kind of think that's where you have to go. And it's, it's the timing of all this is going to be interesting to me. Um, like if you, you know, just reading like the publishers from the different sites on the network, like, uh, you know, to have like Utah AD come out and say, you know, like, give me a break. Like, it doesn't look like Utah is going to be the one that's like pushing to leave right now, you know, but from what you were hearing, you know, Colorado was, you know, I, you heard Utah too, right? But it, was, it seemed like Colorado was sort of the main one. And then with like the Arizona schools, like you hear a lot from Arizona people that are talking, you know, uh, interest in leaving and not as much with Arizona state, you know, um, you know, we know Oregon and Washington would like to, but the big, the big 10 is, you know, they're, I think, uh, Kevin Warren's going to be gone middle of April. So until he's replaced, like, it's hard to really do anything there, but I, I feel like timing wise, like say Colorado does make a decision to go or an Arizona, I think one of them goes, it's like everything falls apart, you know? Um, so it'll be interesting to see if there's like, say Utah's like, Hey, we want to stay, but Colorado's like, mm, we want to go or same thing with Arizona, Arizona state. I think there's a benefit to being first in this. Like if you are first, you get the best deal. Most likely you are the one that's going to get out and, and get the best package. And then if you're second, third or fourth, everyone knows that the conference is going to be falling apart. So it's, you're probably not going to get as good of a deal. I know, it's just my thought on it, but I don't know what you think. No, I think that's all right. Um, and, uh, you know, see, see what comes out, see what turns out from it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I was trying to find out what was going on with the Colorado thing, but you know, apparently it was just like a meeting. Um, I do want to give a shout out, David, uh, Steve, uh, he's an Arizona fan. I was walking through from where my press seat is down through the crowd a little bit. And, uh, he just kind of grabs me. He's got a baby on his lap. I, I assume his wife sitting next to him. And it's just like, you know, all decked out in Arizona, big, you know, right next to like the Arizona band, like where there are, you know, big cheering section. And he's just like, Ryan, love you. Love the show. Thanks so much. And uh, it was pretty funny. And I was like, so like this Arizona guy saying that, I'm like, all right, thanks. Um, and, the, you know, if you've got people come up to you, like the weirdest thing is like, they never say who they are. And like, they kind of assume that, you know. Like, and your name is, he's like, Steve. And, and I was like, trying to say hi to the baby, but he was just, he, 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 yeah, it was nice though. But it was nice to like, for him to come say hello. So I just want to say, give a little shout out to Steve. That's great. He's a, he's a fan of the show. Shout out to Steve. Uh, uh, sorry, Ryan is, is, uh, you know, a weirdo. I wish I could have been there to greet you. Yeah. I don't think it was a weirdo. Um, I mean, just sometimes. In it was life. fun. And it was fun. I got to see, uh, Two former USC wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar and Marquise League, talked to them a while down on the court. They were watching the game. Um, they're both like free agents right now, but and uh, both live in Vegas, so it was kind of fun to to see those guys. So I always have the football. Side. I think last year, like Jed Fish was at the game, and I tweeted that out. Like that was like all I was tweeting was like football news at the basketball tournament, so people get mad. But I did tweet out that Aguilar and Lee were there. Well, that's awesome. And then I was bummed that you weren't there. I know. It's very sad. Mm. Mm. Next year. Last one next year. I know. Right. I, I got to make it to next year. I got to do next year. Because um, after that, what is it? Where do they do it? Like, is it in Chicago? Where's the Big Ten tournament? Where is the Big Ten tournament? No idea. It's at the United Center. In Chicago? Is that Chicago? Yeah. Okay, it's in Chicago. Are we really going to go to Chicago? Hmm. For a basketball tournament? 
Man, can, can they move it to Vegas? Come on. Maybe they will. Maybe that'd be great. Um, okay. Well, do we have any, like, literally, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. I guess we, we could do some questions. Should I we, haven't looked. Should, 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 I, should I put in a break right here? Yeah, let's put in a break here. All right. All right. Uh, we'll be back in just a second with some questions. If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. What the truth from you? Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Nice. All right, we're back. Good, good break. What'd you do on your break? I I made a lot of noises with my mouth that were <laughs> difficult on my throat. Nice. Um, well, let's get to some email questions and then we'll get out of here. Just be a short show again. Uh, sorry for the uh, not as great audio. I am in a sort of hotel lobby-ish thing at the New York, New York Hotel. Um we mentioned that emergency pod thing. Perry Martin, I think he's the first emailer. He says, emergency pod, Kelly's extended LLL. Thank you from Perry. Love it. Thank you, Perry. Thanks, Perry. Uh, this is from Coach B. Oh. Pack 12 7 on 7. What up, dudes? Now that it is 7 on 7 season, here is my challenge. If you, have to, if you had to draft a team to play each other from the current Pack 12 head coaches, who would you pick? Dave gets first pick. You are not obligated to pick Chip, even though UCLA chose him when he got that sweet contract extension again. All right, more, so more contract extension trolling, yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right, so who are we picking with the first pick? I think I got to go Deion Sanders. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a disadvantage to not be able to pick Dion. Yeah, very much so. Mm. And this is a seven on seven. Why is it seven on seven season? It's like spring football season. Well, come on. It's seven on seven season. Seven on seven. <sighs> See, it kind of changes my. So I get the next two picks, right? I don't think so. No? No. I should because we you, you get the first pick. Is this a snake. fantasy draft? Okay, fine. Go. All right. Uh, need a quarterback. I'm going to go Lincoln Riley. Jeez. Take him. And then uh, I need a I need a like a tough guy on my team. I'm gonna go Kyle Whittingham. Okay. Uh, I need a quarterback, even though I think Dion could probably play it in a pinch. Uh, I'm gonna go John Smith, mm. uh, my man, John Smith. Um, uh, mm. It's a tough one. I, I think I'll go Justin Wilcox after that. 
Dang, I was going to take him. He's pretty fit. He's fit, yeah. Uh, I like that. I mean, uh, you know, 7 on 7, you want to score. He's more of a defensive guy, but whatever. Um, I think. Yeah, I think, Ken- think about who he's going up against, like some of these dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, some of these dudes. That's true. I could do that. I think I'm going to go um, Kenny Dillingham. Okay. I, I think he can uh, help my offense a little bit. And then uh, I think just for, like, young enthusiasm, I'm going to go Dan Lanning. Or Landanning. Right. Yeah, Landanning. That's good. Um, okay. All right. I, I think I'll go uh, – what did Kalen DeBoer play in high school or college? Oh. Let's see. Let's see what he was doing. Uh, he was a receiver. Okay, I'm going Kalen DeBoer. Oh, that's good. He was a receiver. Dang. And then I'll go. Hmm. The thing is, I don't need another quarterback, so Troy Taylor's kind of out. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. So who who do we have left? We've got uh, Dickert. We've Troy got Taylor. Jed Fish. We've got Troy Taylor. Are we missing anybody else? Uh, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yes. Um, he might be the last pick. Uh, I'll probably go Dickert. Okay. Uh, is it my turn now? Now your turn. Uh, I'm gonna go Jet Fish. I'm gonna have like all enthusiasm team. And then Troy Taylor. Uh, yeah, I'll take Troy Taylor. You can get Chip. I get chip. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, that'll perfect. offset the Dion thing. Hey, Ch- think- Chip's a scrapper. He played a lot of positions. He did. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Nice. Um, all right. Well, those are our teams. I think you win because of Dion. Yeah. Um, definitely. <laughs> all right. It's going to get loud. The Oregon teams will walk by, but I'll read the. I'll read this email. Maybe it'll cancel it out. Pac-12 Media Rights from Greg it says, hey, guys, I got a prediction for the media rights deal that's based on the same sources as everyone else, but I've decided to look things look at things optimistically. The Pac-12 strikes a deal with Amazon, Apple, someone else, and ESPN. They get $35 million per school, and everyone is happy. The deal expires at the same time as the Big Ten, and after USC and UCLA find out that their deal isn't as good as they thought with all the travel, they come back to the Pac-12. Because they can get similar money. Also, the Pac-12 will have added at San Diego State and SMU, and it will get a better deal in the next cycle. I know you would disagree with my prediction, but when nobody knows anything and everyone likes to speculate, what makes anyone else's prediction more credible than mine? These new deals uh, take time take time and lawyers, and they need to figure out what to do with all those channels and production. And Klyovkov wants to sell more than just football to all these streamers. I'm guessing the money is there but not all of the content is covered. Streamers probably only want football. Thoughts? Thanks, Greg. Um, he says, P.S., you can cut sexual tension with a knife. Why don't you guys just make out already? Okay. Why are you assuming we haven't? But, duh. Come on, Greg. Get your head Greg, in the game. Very narrow-minded of you, Greg, to assume yeah. we have not. That's actually how you test um, whether you're going to be a good fit for each other on a podcast is you have a make-out <laughs> session. <laughs> That's just that's just basic. That's that's just basic show business, baby. If I knew that, I would have definitely asked some different partners before you. But that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No offense. Jeez. No offense. Jeez, Louise. 
Um, I, I, I'm not even sure what was going on in here. Could you hear, like, as I was talking? like? No, I mean, like, I was reading along. I'm just, I'm not really sure what we're asking. Um, no, but, like, as I, I was, like, trying to, like, it was literally the entire Oregon cheer squad, like, walking by, all chatting. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be loud. So that's why I just tried to read, like, a little louder as that was going on. Oh, I, 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 I heard it all. I read it all as we were going. I'm just not sure what this question is asking. Yeah, I, I mean, is his thing real? Is, you know, is his prediction? No, it's not realistic. Or, it's not realistic. It's I think it's less realistic than some of the other ones. Um, I mean, I think there's an element that USC and UCLA could, you know, want to get out later. But um, I think it's more likely that they, they just don't go back to the status quo. It's like people realize like, hey, we got these big brands and they're far away from home. We're going to change, you know, everything uh, and maybe Olympic sports play regionally and only football does the I, who knows like i think something might change but i don't think it would be usc news like going back i don't think that would happen yeah agreed all right this is from frank in sacramento boom i figured it out Uh oh. ryan and dave this came to me in a dream after i sent you the bottom email george kliavkov becomes commissioner of the big 10 he laughs and shuts down the pac-12 he brings washington oregon stanford and cal with him the four corner schools get sucked up by the big 12 and washington state and oregon state join the mountain west uh, this was in response to his email from last week uh, with the super conferences. Oh, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he, I don't think anybody's hiring George Klyovkov to run their conference. No, if anything, it's Jim Phillips from the ACC. That's where the speculation is. Like they could, the Big Ten could get a, co- a current conference commissioner, but it would be Jim Phillips, who was the what president of Northwestern, I guess, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I don't think George is, uh, I don't think George is going there. Um, we got a voicemail from Perk, which we can't play, but I can try to read it, I guess. He says, two quick questions. Uh, in the event of the Pac-12 gets its act together and is able to sign a TV deal, is there a certain length of time you guys would say is the ideal contract length to do a television deal? I remember uh, one of the advantages that the Big Ten had is they didn't sign a really long contract and were constantly able to get something better because of the shorter TV deals. Uh that's what you feel is best for the Pac-12 in that regard. And it said on the terms of the conference performance and everything, how do you think uh, the diminished value of the conference from a TV? Uh, I'm not sure what he's saying there from a TV deal perspective. How much would we put the bad value on it being a bad ba- basketball conference versus just okay. Oh, okay. Bad basketball conference. Um, I think it's football is driving the bus. It's not yeah. uh, anything. And I think the shorter deals are better for sure. Um, you know, signing a 12 year deal that the big 10 got to negotiate three times during the PAC 12's 12 year, terrible deal. Same thing with the ACC. They signed this really long deal. Like everyone's scrambling to get out of it now. And that deal's not up for 12 years, you know? So yeah, I think you want something shorter for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think well, I think there's a reality to it, which is that if they want to actually get the schools to agree to it, it's going to have to be relatively short. Um, I think yeah. they'd be. Yeah, I, I think a lot of these schools would be really reluctant to sign on with a potentially dying conference for ten or twelve years, but they might be willing to do it for five. So I think yeah. five, five or six is probably the the number for the Pac-12 because that gives you a little bit of security to get things settled a little bit more and not so long that you're not going to get people. Uh, saying no we're not signing on for that yeah no i yeah, i agree with you there all right this is from carlos uh oh, i just Ac- talked to like an hour ago yeah equity brewing 
uh, Pac-12 tournament bids. Hello, Ryan and David. Longtime listener, thanks for all you do. I have questions for Ryan. Ryan, why is the Big Ten getting so many NCAA tournament bids while so few have the Pac-12 getting more than three? ASU and even Oregon and Washington State are ranked higher, rated higher in Ken Palm and the net than Wisconsin and even Michigan, but somehow all are behind those two. ASU handily beat Michigan earlier. What's the deal? And Ryan, do you think you could explain the net rankings and what they consider as well? Thanks again. Um, it's funny. Yeah, that, another dance crew just walking by right as I was going on. Uh, no, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. He knows that. So, yeah. You want to explain? No, no, I want you to explain it. Yeah, no idea. Don't even know what it is. And, and uh, don't care. So the it's, net rankings. It's right. Olympic sport. It's an Olympic sport. <laughs> it actually technically is. Uh, yeah. The net rankings in Ken Palm are two efficiency ratings. They're not much like uh, the SP plus for uh, football. Um, but nobody uses SP plus in football and everybody seems to use the net rankings in basketball. Well, people use a lot of that stuff now in football. It's just not determining uh, anything from like a playoff standpoint. Whereas the right. net like, is like supposed the playoff to be committee like, doesn't use SP plus at all. Like the playoff committee doesn't look at that. But, but Carlos's point here, which is a good yeah. one is that uh, the basketball committee for the NCAA tournament is supposed to use these things. Like, it's supposed to inform their uh, seeding of the NCAA tournament. Only their initial release of the seeds and their initial, uh, you know, general where they have the top 16 seeds ranked is apparently uh, not using any of that and is instead just, you know, essentially counting big wins the way they used to, which is all very stupid. Um, Oh, yeah. So anyway, the Big Ten is slated to get like, I don't know, like eight NCAA tournament bids where the Pac-12 is only getting three. And it's all kind of stupid because there's a lot of really bad teams at the bottom half of the Big Ten. Uh, And there's still a chance that ASU gets left out. And I guess still a slightly outside chance that USC gets left out, but I doubt it. Um, So that's that's the point here. Yeah, and it's interesting um, not knowing much about it, but it seems like because the Pac-12 had a poor... Um, out of conference, you know, stretch of their schedule, like to start the season, that now you're you're screwed with net rankings later on, where like the big the Big Twelve did better, so like you have like a you know 15 and 16 team that's like might get a bid, right? Like because they still have a bunch of quad one wins because the you know they beat all these out of conference teams early, so. You know these teams that are like media, like mediocre record-wise, are higher ranked in these net rankings. It, it seems like once the out of conference, if correct me if I'm wrong, but now that the out of conference is gone, like you can't really get much better. Is that is that the case? Or? You have to like it almost has to be strategic for the conference. Like you've got to be consistently blowing out the bottom half teams, uh, and all the top half teams have to be doing that to um, generate any kind of movement up. Okay. I will say the problem with the Pac-12 this year, more than anything, is that the bottom chunk of the league is the worst it's been in a long, long time. Um, I mean, Cal is an abomination. Uh, they're worse than Colorado football was this year. Um, they they finished the year. Bite, bite your tongue. They finished the year 3-29. and 29. Do you know how hard that is to do in major college basketball? They must have played a really tough out of like conference College basketball schedule. is a high-variance sport. Really good teams lose a handful of times. Um, really bad teams win. They only beat Texas, Arlington, Colorado, and Stanford. They lost to everybody else. Three and 29. 
I mean, they, they had two different uh, minimum of 12 game losing streaks. That's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, they're horrible. Um, but Oregon State, not that much better. In any normal year, they would have been far and away the worst team in the Pac-12. Washington was pretty bad, and Stanford was also pretty bad. Um, you add that all together, um, it, it just kind of brought down the league because anytime those four teams pulled off a win over somebody ahead of them, it was really bad for that team, and it didn't do anything good for the league as a whole. Gotcha. Um, and in non-conference play, like, there were some good wins, but they were mostly by the top teams. You know, Arizona uh, beat Tennessee in the non-con. UCLA uh, went on the road and crushed Maryland, beat Kentucky. Um, but UCLA losing to Illinois and Baylor, probably not great. Uh, Oregon losing all of their non-conference opportunities. They lost to Houston by 10. They lost to UConn. Uh, they lost to Michigan State. Um, just... You know, there was just a lot of missing opportunity. USC, they went to overtime with Tennessee, uh, could have won that game, didn't do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a combination narrative. I think it's non-conference play wasn't great. And then the back chunk of the league was absolutely ass this year. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Ty Dozer wrote in for a podcast, says, a huge Arizona State fan here. What did you think of the job Bobby Hurley did? On the one hand, ASU got to 20 wins and are pushing for a tournament bid. But on the other hand, they look bad on offense and lost to some pretty bad teams. Should I be encouraged by my Devils this year? Love the pod. Ty Dozer. Uh, no. No, no, no. Um, this was, he think, sent this before Arizona State beat USC. By yeah, the way. and kind of irrespective of whether um, uh, Arizona State makes the NCAA tournament, I think uh, this is a team that was 15 and three, six and one in conference at one point, and they're uh, right now 22 and 11, and they finished 11 and nine in conference. So since starting 15 and three, they are seven and eight, and they wrapped up conference play going five and eight down the stretch. Oh uh, uh, yeah, closed horribly. Um, my problem with ASU is they have some talented pieces. Um, you know, Des Cambridge really good. Warren Washington, really good. Um, they've got some shooters. They are so high variance. Um, they shoot a ton of threes. They don't really make a lot when they do. They're pretty good when they don't, they have to rely on their defense, uh, which is really good near the rim. Not so great everywhere else. Um, they just don't look coached. Um, and I just don't think, I don't think Bobby Hurley is a very good coach. Um, I think he is, done a nice job at acquiring some talented pieces. This is a very transfer heavy roster, obviously. Um, but they just don't look very well coached. They play this insane style of basketball that uh, when they're hitting shots, it looks fine and it works. You know, they beat Arizona, um, but then they get smoked out of the gym by UCLA. Um, this is a team that, yeah, they can play a really competitive game or they can even blow out Oregon on the road. But then they will also get blown out by USF on the road by 37 points. Um, that's not the mark of a well-coached team. So I wouldn't be excited about Bobby Hurley, uh, but however many of these pieces that you think are going to return next year, um, I think you can be excited about potentially having another tournament team. Um, it's just, I just, I don't think they have the right coach at all. Gotcha. All right. He was very animated, Bobby Hurley. I was watching him a lot. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he needs therapy. Desperately needs there. <laughs> All right. Uh, this uh, is from uh, Zach or at underscore pasty milkman on Twitter. 
Questions. Hey, Ryan and David. Big UCLA fan here. Do you think the performance of the men's basketball team in any way impacted the decision to extend Chip Kelly? I'm super glad he's back. I think he's a top three coach in the conference. Thanks for all you do. Go Bruins. Obviously not a UCLA fan. Huge um, UCLA fan, he said. He said he's I, a big I, one. I know he said that. Um, uh, no, I don't think the performance of the men's basketball team in any way impacted the decision to extend Chip Kelly. Nice. Thank you so much. We got a question for the POC from uh, Grapes. Another, we have another uh, crossover here. Uh uh, she's on the truck, no truck stops podcast. Uh, dear Dave and Ryan, huge Utah fan here. I have a question for Ryan. Ryan, I am down on the Craig Smith era. It seems as if he's a good coach, but it doesn't bring in enough talent. This year, Utah had no shot creators and no offense to speak of. How long should we give him before it's time to panic? I'm looking forward to the day where I can again be excited about this once great program. I think so. It's, um, Kyle Whittingham is the coach, not Craig Smith, so I think she's mistaken. <laughs> um, and do you need to create shots in, in football? Does she mean like deep shots? Like you throw yeah, I, think like, I think Cam, yeah, well, you know, as long as Cam comes back from that knee injury, I think he'll take some shots down the field. But I like the way Utah's offense works now. It's just kind of like Cam can take off and run. He can, you know, pick up a first down with his legs. But they'll make the big play when they need to. Yeah, maybe it's not the most exciting. It's not an air raid kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I don't, maybe Craig Smith is an analyst or something, but this, this all, it's all Whittingham, baby. It's all running through him, but thanks yeah. Grapes, for the, the email. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, I think Craig Smith has done actually a really good job there, but you can look at this season, uh, two different ways. One, they didn't have a ton of talent and, uh, probably outperformed that talent. I mean, this was an improved Utah team from a year ago. Uh, no question about it. They did lose six straight down the stretch. Uh, yeah, there, went from was, there being, was stinky poo-poo at the end. Yeah, went from being a bubble team to well off the bubble. Um, but the defense was legit, um, and I would say honestly got better over the course of the season. Um, and, you know, they dealt with some injuries uh, towards the end, too. Um, so I, I, I would still be semi-bullish on Craig Smith. Um, I think they're going to uh, continue to be well-coached, but you're right. I mean, they do need to acquire more talent. Right now, when you just look at their players on the floor, um, and, you know, I have the experience of watching them in literally two games this year because I'm not watching a bunch of trash Pac-12 basketball. But in those two games, they're just not a match athletically with, uh, first with UCLA, which uh, for all UCLA's skill and and talent, they're not a... um, uh, supremely athletic team, but they blew Utah out of the water uh, from that physical standpoint. Um, so for Utah, I think upgrading the talent is essential, maybe hitting the portal pretty hard um, for some impact players, but you have to like the way he coaches that defense. Um, and I think they're going to uh, be a co- pretty consistent program, um, but the talent does need to improve. Uh, smart. Thank, thank you. So that's uh, a That's a round ball one then. Yeah, this is from Chad. Podcast okay. question. Hi, y'all. First time listener, long time emailer. I was wondering if with the death of Powell Cat, will UCLA win out the season riding on dead mascot momentum? It's a powerful source of morale. Big UCLA fan, Chad. So my problem with this is Powell Cat is apparently a thing that UCLA had where there was a cat that lived around Powell Library. Okay. Um, for like the last 10 years or so. I'd never heard about this until the cat died. Um, 
So I'm I, glad because I've never heard of it either. So I have no idea what this is. Yeah, so I don't, I don't care. Um, and you know, cats are bad generally. I'm out yeah. on cats. You're not you a cat guy. Cats? Are you a cat guy? I, I, the cat I had, I wasn't a big cat guy. And then my dad got like a really cool cat that was awesome. And then, uh, had a cat with my ex and, uh, loved the cat. So I'm cool with cats, but I, they have to have the good personality. Like if it's a bad personality cat, like I don't want to bother, but I just yeah, had I just, I, I two in my cats... life that were good personalities. Yeah. They're just not, um, they're not domestic animals. Um, like a yeah. dog. We evolved with dogs, you know, like dogs are us. We're, we're dogs. Like that's all just, it's the nature of the thing. Like it's why when like a dog dies, you like, you know, it breaks your heart and you're like, Oh God, I, I, I don't want to go on living. Um, Cats, like, they're kind of soulless creatures, you know? You kind of worship them at some level. Like, you know, you think, oh, oh they're really graceful animals. But, like, do you, do, you, do you have that kind of, like, I don't know, familial love of a cat that you do with a dog? I did with those two. Damn. Um, wow. So I had a cat growing up. We called it Gato, uh, which is Spanish for cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about this before. <laughs> and uh, the the cat died uh, after hunting and murdering a bird and then choking on that bird's bone. Wow. Which was a like great it. way to go. I like, like that. You, Dude, if you're going to go as a cat, like it's pretty badass. You, you died doing what you loved. Yeah. But like that's that's perfect, right? Because the cat, a cat is a murderous creature. Like a cat wants to hunt and kill something. And even a pet cat. If they're like lying on their back and you and you rub their belly, I don't know, half the time they're going to sink their, their little claws into you. Cause, and it might feel like a friendly little thing, but it's, you know, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So, no, I'm out on cats. So, okay. uh, no, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think Pal Cat will have any impact on UCLA's uh, momentum heading into the end of the season. My dad's cat, Tigger, like he was never a cat guy either. Always hated cats. And he saved this cat. It had like a crooked tail. It was like a tabby. And in our house in Massachusetts, we have like a backyard that's fenced in and there's kind of like woods or fields and stuff like behind it. And uh, this cat, like he saved it. And I think, you know, he was kind of hesitant at first, but then just like really attached to my dad and like any of us in the house. But then he would go out in the backyard, our, like the fence is like six foot high. He would just leap over the fence and go out and like kill stuff, squirrels, birds, whatever, and bring them back. He was like a super outside, like he could go outside for like three days and just like kill stuff and survive. But then when he came in the house, he would like leave like, you know, dead animals for like my parents as like presents. And he would come in the house and he would like lie on your chest and just like submit and just be like, let you pet him. Like in, inside, he was just like the most loving cat. But when he went outside, he would like terrorize the neighborhood. So I just thought it was a cool, that was a cool cat. Like he was like, he was like a dog inside, but then outside he just went out and terrorized things. Yeah, that is true. So you might get into that. I don't know. You might. No, not like it, no so. I don't. I don't like cats. I, I've never liked cats. Um, I've had cats. I've spent time with cats. My aunts uh, growing up were cat ladies. Um, oh, that's that's gonna leave a scar. Yeah. I don't like cats. I just never mm -hmm. have. They were also dog people. Like they were. They lived in the Oregon forest and uh, they had, I think at one time it was like 12 cats and like 10 rescue dogs. Mm, I like it. It was pretty intense. Um, by the way, I have a confession. I, I screwed up something you really bad, up? really bad. This is this may have been one of the worst things I've done. Uh, visit came here earlier 
like uh, visited a friend and grabbed like a uh, some juice. A friend that lives in uh, Summerlin, which is like you know 25 minutes uh, uh-huh. out, outside of Vegas. Walking around this cool um, like outdoor shopping thing, and there's a sort of like this mini photo shoot going on. Disney princess, I don't know which one it was, like literally someone dressed up as a Disney princess in the middle of the street, like taking all these photos. I didn't go up and get a selfie. I should have done that. Come on, that would have been the picture for the show this week. No kidding. You know, like I screwed up. So I didn't go say hi. I I don't know. It was like literally a Disney princess. That's sad. Uh, Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. But I think we should wrap it up. Oh, you don't want to continue to talk? No, I think I need to uh, either – I was going to either work out, sleep, or eat. I'm not sure which. Maybe I'm all. Gonna, I'm going to speak for everyone listening and say you should go take a nap. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That would probably be the smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, are you going to do your thing or do I have to do it too? I will do the, your thing or my thing and you can do your thing because we are the podcast of champions. Talk about things packed with football and even a little basketball – today uh shout out to our friends over at the no truck stops i had a fun time doing their show and shout out to david woods who's going to not only record the episode edit it write the, the 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 copy he was like you write this every time we put up the show i'm like yes he, dave's doing all the work so i'm very impressed david uh, very impressed that you get to do this we should do this every other week every other week you get to put it up and i don't have to do the work that would be, I think that's ideal. Not a chance. Uh, Not a chance. But, we will stop recording this thing so quickly <laughs> if that happens. For David Woods, I am Ryan Abraham. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. Sorry again for the audio issues of me being in uh, the hotel lobby. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.